I Love Mortgage Brokering, episode 148. If you're prepared to take your mortgage business to the next level, there is only one place to go. I Love Mortgage Brokering with your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation. It's Scott Peckford here from I Love Mortgage Brokering. Today on the show, I have Jeff Lee. Jeff's been a broker for six years. He's part of the GLM Mortgage Group and part of the DLC Network. Jeff handles hundreds of leads, um, has built a very successful mortgage business using online lead strategies, and has awesome systems and strategies in order to basically not let anything fall through the cracks. So I get into the detail of how he actually handles this, because I think it's useful whether you do lots of online business like Jeff or not, it's still a really useful way for you to look at your business. So I think you're going to enjoy this interview. This episode is sponsored by adlawappraisals.com. They are a full-service real estate appraisal firm located in Vancouver, BC. They appraise residential and commercial properties throughout the entire Lower Mainland. And I did some background checking on Adam and the crew, and brokers told me they were fast, efficient, and now approved with most banks, credit unions, and B lenders. They've invested in various technologies to ensure quick turnaround times and keep you in the loop. Also, there you have an executive home appraisal price. It doesn't even kick in until $1.5 million, which keeps costs down for borrowers. And your first uh, rental estimate is free, and so is your first letter of transmittal. AdLaw Appraisals is a huge supporter of our community and has created a unique offer for our listeners. So go to adlawappraisals.com, mention ILMB50, and get $50 off one appraisal. Check them out. They're awesome. This episode is also sponsored by Pioneer West Acceptance Corp. Pioneer West is a private lender in BC and Alberta. Now, normally we have a sponsor for the show. It's because I personally use a product or service and I can give it my 100% recommendation. In this case, it's a little different. I don't do B deals. So I decided to do some background checking on the crew at Pioneer West. And I found that everyone I talked to said they were fast, down to earth and underwrote deals if they made sense, which is exactly what you're looking for in a B lender. Another cool thing about Pioneer West is they're really fast. In most cases, they're able to give you an answer in 24 hours or less. If your broker is looking for a lender for your next B deal in BC or Alberta, check out Pioneer West and tell them you heard about them on I Love Mortgage Brokering. They are big supporters of our community. Check them out at pioneerwest.com. Hey, Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks for inviting me. So I always like to find out first, how did you get into the mortgage business? I got into the mortgage business through a work divorce. I was a partner with a retailer in British Columbia. Did you say a work divorce? I was with this company for 24 years. I started when I was 16 years old as a part-time employee, worked into a full-time position and and kind of worked my way up to uh, a partner with, with the company. And basically was with the company for 24 years. Uh, we made that company one of the top three most successful independent retailers in British Columbia. And we went through a work divorce. And then how long now you've been in the mortgage business? I've been in the mortgage business just coming up onto my sixth year. May of uh, this year will be my sixth year. And then, so what kind of things did you learn from that other, being in that other business that you've kind of helped, that you've applied to your mortgage business? You know, the number one thing that I learned in that business is that there's a couple things that I learned. In retail and most businesses, if you're looking for an excuse while you're slow, you can find one. And in retail, it could be because the weather is bad or the weather is good. Because, you know, the US, you know cross-border shopping and the strength of the U.S. dollar, it can be because um, there's a hockey game on. There's a million and one reasons why, you know, why we can make an excuse why business is slow. So what I learned from that is that there's no excuse why business is slow unless you're making one up. 
right? The other thing that I learned is the importance of customer service is, you know, again, what is going to make you different amongst your competitors as far as uh, because you're pretty much selling the same product. So in that, you know, the, the two most important things I learned is, is never make excuses why things are slow. And if you basically can treat your customers with superstar service, it's going to raise you to a top in a competitive market. Right. So the thing I find when people talk about saying, yeah, we have good service, what kind of things are you doing that actually relate to good service? You know, there's so many things, Scott. Like, you know, I think uh, the number one thing that we do is that we return all our phone calls, texts, emails within 90 minutes. We make that and ingrain that as a policy within our mortgage group. There's never a time where there's a lack of communication going to and from the client. You know, it's the one thing that we firmly believe is that we're reaching out and contacting people within 90 minutes from us being contacted. In terms of, is that like new customers or even somebody who's in middle of a process of a loan? Any customer, any customer, be it new, be it in the middle, be it old, is any time that people are reaching out to us, we're reaching back to them within 90 minutes, guaranteed. Right. Can you say what the retail business that you were in before you got into the mortgage business? I was in uh, unisex fashion. So we were selling uh, middle to high-end clothing. Okay, so that you did this other business for 24 years and then you switched into brokering. Take me back to when you started. What? Why did you choose brokering, I guess, as a career path? And tell me about that first year because I've had some conversations offline and you guys are doing, you're doing fantastic for the time you've been in the business in terms of just your volume and your numbers and stuff. So I just want to know what that was like in the first year. Sure. You know, yeah, how I got into this business is is I was going through my transition and I knew of a couple of brokers that were doing very well. And I just kind of looked at what they were doing and how they were doing it. And I would reach out to my inner circle and say, hey, you know, this is what I'm thinking of doing. You know, give me your honest kind of answer. Is this something that you think that I can do? And again, sometimes people know some of your closest friends know you better than you know yourself. And pretty much everybody that basically I approached said, you know what, this is something that I can see you doing well and and being successful. And so I I jumped into it. I had opportunities with RBC. And basically at that time, it was going to be a real easy transition. I didn't have to do my broker's license. I was going to get $10,000 on front. Um, They sold me the Kool-Aid that everything is going to be supplied. It was blue Kool-Aid, right? It was blue Kool-Aid, blue and gold Kool-Aid. And at the end of the day, you know, having some good conversations with my wife said, you know what, like, just suck it up. Let's get this course done, uh, which I did within basically three months. And I just entered into the brokering world. And again, honestly, Scott, in my first year, I wanted to slip my wrist. It was dreadful and painful. It was funny because uh, just shortly after my first year or my previous uh, partner from my retailing days came back to me and said, hey, Jeff, if you come back, I'll give you everything that you wanted when you when you left. And plus, I'll give you 49% of the company. Oh, so you guys had a split and then you had you had an opportunity to go back at the end of that first year in brokering. Yes, he came back to me and, and offered me 49% of the company and everything that I wanted when, when we divorced, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, at that time, I was just, my business was starting to really take off. And at the end of the day, you always, you know, when you're with somebody for 24 years, you, you know their character, right? So... I made a decision at that point is, you know what, we're going to continue to move forward with mortgage brokering and um, we really haven't looked back. And just out of curiosity, you don't have to say numbers or anything, but how long did it take for you to be able to kind of match your income from your previous career into the new one? 
Well, I jumped into this business halfway through, I think it was uh, July when I started going. And in July, August, September, October, November, December, within that six months, I did $14,000. And I was coming out of a career where I was earning a six-digit income comfortably. So how long did it take me? It took me probably in my second year, I started replacing my income. And in my third year, I was just looking back and saying, I I can't believe that I, I stayed within this job for 24 years. So it, t- it took me about three years to to replace the income. Right. That's awesome. So before we dive into the rest of your story, I always like to ask about a quote. Can you share something that's impacted you? You know what? It, it's a great question. And I always get inspired by quotes, but I'll be honest with you. I never, I don't necessarily have one that jumps out at me outside of the Nike, of the Nike quote of, you know, just do it. Right. So I'm a big believer in hard work. I'm always preaching to my kids and always preaching to my team is, listen, if you have hard work and good work ethic and good customer service, you don't need to be the most skilled person in the world because your effort will basically overcompensate your skill, right? And again, uh, you know, we're, uh, just do it is, is really what just comes to my mind. Right. That's good. So I also know that obviously being in business, being a mortgage broker for the last six years, failure happens, but it's never... F- fatal and there's always lessons in it. Can you share something that you feel that you mentioned your business that you were in, but is there anything else that kind of, that was a, a lesson for you? Yeah. You know, again, I think what I have failed at was trying to find a balance when I was working in the field of, of employment, right? I never had a balance and I had my priorities pretty much asked backwards. Whereas I, I thought what was important to me uh, which again was money, possessions, making my work partner happy. And in that, I lost the balance as far as what's important. And, and what's important is your family, you know, is, is your belief system, is your kids. That's kind of what I learned is that, you know, you just really have to keep your balance in check because you can be working your ass off for everything, but you can lose it instantly if you lose your family. Mm-hmm. So how do you manage that now in your mortgage business? Because it's obviously especially with a commitment of a 90 minute return calls. Is that like two questions, I guess. The first is, is that 90 minute commitment like any time or do you have time limits on it? And the second thing is, how do you manage balance in a career where it's so easy to get out of balance? Well, I think uh, surrounding yourself with a team is, is very important. We have a team of five here and basically we, again, a typical work day for me is, is again, I'll, I'll get up at five and basically, you know, I'll, I'll start my day. I'll, Again, I'll load the dishwasher, I'll basically fold the laundry, I'll do things to help my wife in the morning, right? Whereas in the past, I never ever did that before. Mm -hmm. Then I'll start my day anywhere from, you know, six to seven, and basically kind of go at it. And basically within from six to seven, we're working pretty hard all the way up until five o'clock, you know, even five to six. From that time, I have a partner that basically manages our emails within that. We're basically working together and working off of each other. After five o'clock, we have a secondary team that basically will manage the emails and the phone calls and the texts. But typically, we're not really getting a lot of business, you know, outside of our standard working hours. But if it does come in, we're definitely replying. But we're, we're replying to them within that ninety-minute time frame. And are you so when you say team? So what's interesting to me is that in, you've been a mortgage broker for six years, and there's brokers that I've talked to that they're stuck on hiring one assistant. They're like, oh, I don't know, you know. And you have a team of five in six years. So tell me, what is your, how does your team structure? Like who does what? So I have two assistants, which are mortgage brokers. So those two assistants, we basically, when we get an application in, uh, regardless if it's on a weekday or a weekend, one of those two assistants are inputting that application within four hours. 
right? So within that four-hour time frame, one of those two people are, are doing the application, are reaching out to the client, are finalizing that mortgage application, doing notes on the file, and basically sending out a doc email all within four working hours, right? So that's another thing that we do as far as the customer services is we're very efficient in what we do and, and how we do it. We also have a client service manager. A client service manager manages all our after-client business. So they'll send out nice-to-meet-you cards. Um, they'll send out thank-you cards. They'll send out thank-you-for-your-business cards. They manage our database. They basically send out the anniversaries. So they, they're basically the after-service, right? I, I call it the grandmother. Mm-hmm. They're making everyone feel warm and fuzzy um, after the file has completed. And then within there, we also have a secondary person that basically assists the grandma. So again, because there's so much stuff that needs to be done, there's always that secondary help. Just because, again, if we don't delegate things out, then things will constantly get kind of get um, left behind and we don't want to really lose anything or anything slip through the cracks. So even our assistants, we give them full authority to hire themselves an assistant if they find that they're getting too much on their plate. Right. So, okay. So you've got the two brokers, you've got the sort of the client care manager, and then that person has an assistant. And so are they all full-time? Obviously the broker assistants probably are. What about the client care specialists? You know, I think that's kind of what makes us unique is that we're flexible with the team that we have as far as, you know, this is what needs to get done. So basically get it done as you need to get it done and within the time that it needs to be done. So, for example, one of my assistants, she'll literally be up between three to four in the morning and basically pretty much ends her day at two. Right. My other assistant will basically take it, uh, will basically work from nine to five. But again, within their working hours, as far as as long as it's kind of making sense to them and everything is getting done. So we're very flexible as far as what they basically are on how they can work. Right. With our client service manager, again, typically they're working, to be honest, Scott, whenever they need to work as far as to get it done. So you're not micromanaging. Do you guys work out of the same office or does everybody work remotely? Everyone works remotely. Uh, We have weekly team meetings. And then basically, we basically cycle through as far as what we have to be getting done and what we have to do. Say, for example, even within our email system, we have a folder set up. And and some people have other kind of systems that work. But even within our, we just use Microsoft Outlook. We have a folder system as far as to-dos. And throughout the whole week, you know, I'll be dragging things into the to-do folder, which they're basically consistently looking at and getting done. And obviously, we're talking, we're talking to them on a daily basis, right? Sometimes on an hourly basis through email or phone call. But within this folder system, everything that needs to be done through the week is getting dragged into that folder. Basically, on Monday, they're dragging things out of that folder. And then when we meet on Tuesday, we're going through these folders and saying, hey, Where are we at with this? Where are we at with that? And then we're also reviewing our our minutes from the previous week just to make sure that nothing is getting forgotten. Okay, I got got a bunch of questions from this. So this is fantastic. So you said you have a weekly meeting. Is that a live, like, sit down belly to belly since you don't have an office? Or do you have an office that you just go to and they work from remotely? Or how does that work? Well, my office partners with uh, another DLC brokerage. So we have access to two offices here within the Fraser Valley. I have a satellite office in Vancouver, and I have a home office, a self-contained home office within my home. So we pretty much meet at my home office, and uh, we have the belly to belly meetings, you know, once a week. And how long is that meeting typically? That meeting probably is anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours. Is it the same agenda that you follow, like a certain flow, or do you just deal with things as they come up? You know what, again, say, for example, we're in Wednesday, so we have these meetings on Tuesday. 
So typically from Wednesday through uh, Monday, we will basically, emails will come in, things will happen, we'll do our business as normal. If things are coming in that uh, aren't happening in the immediate or it's things to do like say, for example, you know, renewing a FICOM license or renewing a membership or, you know, just kind of task-oriented, not necessarily client-oriented because we're dealing with those in the moment and we're never leaving those for the next day. So things that basically need to be done, but not necessarily in that moment, will drag into the folder system. So that will happen pretty much from Wednesday all the way to Monday. We then meet on Tuesday. We basically go through uh, any file questions that we have or that we're working on. But again, to be honest with you, Scott, typically like when those questions are, they're, they're always dealt with in the moment. We never, ever leave anything for tomorrow when it comes to the clients and, the, and their applications and, and their mortgages and their files. Everything that happens in that time, we're dealing with it in that time. Other tasks are basically dragged into the to-do folders. In that, we then basically just go through each one of the to-do folders as a group. We kind of see where everything is at, where everything is done. Um, if it still needs to be done, we'll get it done within basically, again, we have, a, we have a policy that anything that needs to be done has to be done within four days, right? As far as that's not client related. So we, we review what, what's in the to-do folders. We make sure that, uh, we make sure that it, it's getting done or has been done. And then we review our meeting minutes from the, the, from the week before just to make sure that uh, nothing is, is sliding through the cracks. Okay, so I'm going to ask you about the folder system. So you said, explain to me what program are you using and how do you know that something's a... So let's say, for instance, well, give me an example of something you'd put in it to do. So you'd, would that be like, you need to get a new letter of employment? Like, what's the... No, anything that's mortgage-related, client-related, we never put it in the to-do folder because we're dealing with that the moment that we're getting it. To be successful in this business, you have to be organized. And if you're not organized you're basically living deal to deal. You're not basically living in a referral kind of business platform because if you're not organized and you're in a deal is going sideways, that person is never ever going to use you ever again, right? So anything that is mortgage related with regards to client files, we're dealing with that in that moment. It's not going to be dragged into to-do for because we're going to get it done in that day. Now, with regards to what will get dragged into that folder, like I'll use this as an example, our, our basically our uh, Canadian Mortgage Professional membership is, is coming up for renewal. So something like that, I will drag that into my assistance folder because this is what she's responsible for. And then basically within that, she's also looking at her to-do folder. So I shouldn't say that. I'll email that to her to say, hey, I need you to basically uh, renew this for us. I'll also drag it into her folder just to, because this is what we'll circle back on. She is also going through that to-do folder, you know, on a daily basis and basically doing it within our next meeting. Right. So again, we're not micromanaging. Again, we're getting an email that needs to be done. When you're saying drag, you're dragging an email that came in for say, hey, you got to renew this. You drop it in the to-do folder and then the appropriate person picks it up and does it. Yeah, we'll email it to that person who's responsible for it. We'll then drop it into their folder and it's getting done. Okay, perfect. So that's good that I asked that because I was actually, that's not what I was thinking you were doing. So then to explain to me, you, you mentioned being organized. I know you're an extremely organized guy with the number of open files and things that you guys have on the go. So what are you using to manage each of these files that come in? Yeah, so we use Paperport. And, you know, maybe just to kind of get a little bit deeper into, into how we manage a file, I don't know how much time you have, but uh, we have a folder system. 
So within our folder system, say, for example, Scott, a client uh, gives us a phone call or we get a referral and we're reaching out to a client, we start it off with a blue folder, okay? And in that blue folder, it's just basic notes. We'll ask a client, you know, um, what do you do for a living? Uh, basically, how's your credit look? Where's your down payment coming from? You know, what type of property are you looking at? You know, are you working with a broker? Are you talking to a lender? Um, because we want to identify if there is someone else that they're working with. And then we want to make sure that, uh, that, that if they're working with a realtor and if they're not, we're, we're referring our referral sources off to them. So we'll spend probably, you know, depending on the conversation, anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes getting some introductory information. And if there's some, and if there's, um, if they basically can do a mortgage application or there's something there, for example, they're working, uh, they have good credit, they do have a down payment, they are looking at property or they are working with a realtor, we'll basically then send them a mortgage application either through email or we'll do it right on the spot with them. Typically, we find that most people like to do the online applications just for the fact that they can do it in their underwear at 3 o'clock in the morning. Once it gets into the application process, we then convert it into a yellow folder. Okay, a yellow folder to us is, a, is a, an application that's come in. And basically, once that application comes in, we have that done within four hours. It doesn't matter if it's a weekday or a weekend. We have our team in place that will basically will get these things done within four hours. So within that four hours, we'll have notes on the file. We'll basically have a doc email sent out. The file will be fully underwritten. And then basically, I will reach out to that client thereafter as well and just basically finalize it and just make sure that the pre-approval is 100%. So at the end of the day, these pre-approvals are ready to go and make a, a live file. They're fully, fully underwritten. So in that, uh, like say, for example, that we'll then drop them into a, a raid hold campaign. Mm -hmm. And we do that through constant contact. And then basically within that constant contact, it's a four-month campaign where we're dripping on them uh, through constant contact. How, how many contacts in that four-month period? Four. So once a month? Once a month. So in that, keep in mind, we've already requested the docs as well. So in that time, the docs are coming in. We'll basically drop them into paper port. We'll review the documents. Uh, we'll match them to the file. If there's any questions in regards to that file, we're addressing it now. So again, if the job letter isn't matching the pace that we're addressing that, you know, if the income isn't coming in as it was verbalized, we're addressing that. If there's, cre you know, credit issues, we've already addressed that. So pretty much once we get the documents, we're reviewing them. So any yellow folder that we have, regardless if it's one year old or two years old or six months old, if we have the documents, everything has matched up. So when we're given direction, the direction is solid. It's 90% good to go. Right. Say, for example, now all of a sudden we get a phone call, say, hey, Jeff, I'm ready to buy a house or I have an offer in. Then we convert that yellow folder into a green folder. We're updating the docs. Right, uh, we're pulling the updating the credit if, if it's applicable, and and away we go. So, here's something that we're really proud of, Scott. Like we've been in the business for six years. I can, out of those six years, I probably have asked for an extension maybe four times. Mm -hmm. Right, and the reason for that is because we're so organized up front, and, and in that, and in combination of replying to everybody's questions within 90 minutes and getting back to them. We're putting ourselves on a whole new platform, what 85 to 90% brokers aren't doing, right? So when there comes to a competition issue, there really is no competition because we're so good at servicing our clients, we're not competing with anybody because nobody else does that. 
right? Or very few, there's a handful of people that do that and do that consistently. You know, and then say, for example, within that, we have their emails and we're constantly dripping on to them with our monthly newsletters. We drip on them twice a month. So there's a whole system in the back end that really makes us unforgettable unless they're unsubscribing or, or unless they're choosing not to, to get our information. Right. It's not because you're not being proactive. So I think it's fantastic. So you, you guys have a very organized system. So what, how many leads on average are you think you guys are handling on like a monthly basis? Because you even I talked about this and I have I already have an idea, but I just want to have so that people go, oh, okay, this sounds like a cool system, but is he handling like four files a month or something? But I know that it's a lot. Last month we did thirty two applications. So that's just the applications coming in that we're doing it. That's not the conversations that we're having with all our clients. So basically last month we got thirty two applications in. We are serve we're getting leads anywhere from, you know, one to eight a day. So yeah, we're we're very, very busy. Right. And then the, my next question, which then I'm going to move into some sort of other, just because we kind of camped out on this, but I knew that you're a systems guy. And whenever I talk to a systems person, I love finding out, okay, like, how do you make bake the cake kind of thing? So where do you guys get your leads from? Like, what's your source that you've found? Because in six years, you guys are doing a really good business for, you know, a relatively newer broker. Yeah, well, this year, we did about 64 million. I think last year, we did about 62 million. I think CMP ranked us 57th in the country. You know, the great thing about the great service we then uh, we just were awarded the 2016 Best Customer Service in Canada. We're a finalist in 2017, but we're also a finalist in 2014 and 2015, right? So what I'm really proud of is that service award and being recognized in service because to me, that's the foundation and the backbone of any business. Mm -hmm. So how we're getting our leads, we've established strong relationships with a uh, one of the major realtor brokerages in the greater Vancouver area, which has a huge online presence. They're getting basically up to 1,200 leads a week. Within those leads, there's leads that are indicating that they want mortgage approval or second opinions. We're servicing those. Um, now that we've been in the business uh, going into our sixth year, we're getting basically that renewal business that's coming back. You know, we have every time we work with a realtor, we put them into a drip list where we're dripping on them weekly just with rate reminders. And not only the realtors that we're dealing with, but also the buyer's realtors were reached out to them and thanking them for the business, even though we're not dealing directly with them, we're introducing ourselves to them. We're also sending them a, a Starbucks card and putting them into the drip list. Mm -hmm. So we have, you know, we're, we're constantly networking. I'm a founder of a platform called the Investors Network, where we have monthly network meetings where I'm speaking solely on the mortgage industry, along with four other working professionals. So there's that networking. Yeah, you have to, it's multiple spokes, like it's like a, a wheel with a whole bunch of spokes that all lead to the center. Yeah. Thanks for being willing to share that. So can you share one thing about yourself that you can't find on Google? Oh, uh, you know what? We're pretty open on Google and, and I'm going to kind of jump in and this maybe is a little sidebar, but, you know, we talked about this before as far as uh, what makes a difference. Like for us, Scott, we're not afraid to spend money if there's a rate of return on it. Say, for example, even with our website, we spend a lot of money on our website, but also probably about 30% of our leads come from our website. Right. As far as Google and Facebook and our, and our social media, I have a social media manager that manages all those platforms for us. So what is one thing that you can't find about us on Google? I have a, a question for you. So you, this is something that you're involved in. You'd mentioned to me, but what's this charity that you have with the 80 orphans that you guys support? 
So my wife and I have a children's foundation um, called the Imani Orphan Care Foundation. This is our orphanage. It's not that we're partnering with another organization. This literally is uh, an orphanage that my wife and I, I have in the Rock, Kenya. Uh, within this home, we call uh, the home is called the Imani Home of Love. Uh, we have over we support over 80 children in their daily and basic and educational needs. And uh, we're constantly fundraising for that through child sponsorships, um, through fundraising events like hockey marathons and charity dinners. And at the end of the day, basically, we're raising $8,200 a month to support our children within the Imani Home of Love. And if there is a shortfall, we take it upon ourselves personally to make sure that, um, that the kids aren't going without. So we rather go without than to put our to put our our kids within the Amani home of love without. So, yeah, that's one thing that you may not um, discover. You may not realize. No, that, I think that's amazing that you guys do that. And so, I, which I could talk about this for a long time. I know we have to wrap up this interview, but I, mean, I have, may have to get you back to talk more because there's a whole bunch of stuff I still feel like I didn't get to ask you. So, I'm going to just move to some rapid fire questions. So, what's the number one thing you think holding back most loan officers from being successful? Uh, service and, and injecting money into their business. And then what's one thing or habit you think has made you successful? Uh, service and, and injecting money into my business. Right. And uh, what's one software or app you can't live without? Paperport. Paperport. So that's the so- that's where you manage all your deals and stuff. This is where we manage our documents, yep. And so if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? I would recommend all three books from Dustin Woodhouse. Oh, nice. I'll let them know that you gave him a shout out. And then if this is the last question. Actually, I'm going to ask you two questions. So there's something else that you do as well. So there's some, you have some lead stuff because you guys get an excess number of leads. So tell me about that. Yeah. So basically when I first started this business, we were getting, uh, we, we partnered with the, uh, with this uh, realtor brokerage, which was getting 1200, 1200 leads a week. And within these leads, we were, we're getting anywhere from one to eight a, a day, every day. So when I first started this business, Scott, like uh, that's pretty much how I kind of managed my way through my first year was managing these leads and experiencing what these leads were. So now because we're so busy, we don't have the opportunity to service these leads as well as we should. So now we have an opportunity to sell these leads and 25 of these leads were selling for $500. Now within these leads, if the name isn't correct, if the phone number isn't correct, if the email isn't correct, we're replacing those leads always within 72 hours from that person and receiving them. But here's the thing. The great thing about these leads is that, you know, within them, there's A deals, there's B deals, there's C deals. You really learn the mortgage business because you're dealing with every type of file that you can possibly imagine, Mm -hmm. right? So a lot of times people will say, well, why did you choose 25, right? One out of 25 of these leads, if you have your systems in place, will always fund within one to 24 months from receiving them. So again, we, we came up with 25 because in my experience, and we still continue to service these leads, we just don't have the capacity to service all of them. One out of 25 of these things will fund. And, and I said to myself, you know, if, if somebody is willing to spend $500 on these leads to make $2,500, it's a no brainer. And we've designed it in a way where, you know what, we don't, it's, it's not about selling one bundle, it's about having a continuous flow of bundles flowing through people that are buying them or brokers that are buying them. 
you know, within the bundles, we replace the leads that aren't valid within three days from brokers receiving them. We offer basically full support for the first 30 days of, of having them. We basically will outline, you know, the working systems and what we've used to be successful in them and the campaigns that we've used. So again, we're really trying to make these bundles successful for the brokers that are buying them because it's not for us, it's not buying one. We want you to buy two. We want you to buy three. We want you to buy four. We want you to share, you know, your success with other brokers. So again, we can get these leads to you and you're going to be successful in them if you manage them properly. Right. That's, that's good. Okay. So we'll put some in the show notes, we'll put some links to this stuff. So Jeff, man, I really appreciate your time today. I can tell that there's a lot of reasons why you guys are successful and where can people find you online? Uh, you can uh, find us at www.glmmortgage.com. Awesome. Thanks. And anybody listening, check out the show notes, everything we talked about at outofmortgagebrokering.com. And I hope you guys keep crushing your business. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. If you do, you'll get three deals in the next week. Okay, that's not entirely true, but we'd really appreciate it. Also, you can check out everything at ilovemortgagebrokering.com. See you next week.